Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. It's two days before Christmas. What's going on, guys? Or is it three days? I don't know. It's like holiday week. There's one realtor working in this country, and she's on camera with me. It's Fran. Good morning, Fran. No, just kidding. There's more than Fran. It's Fran, Petrina, Judy's here. I see lots of people here. Autumn, I uh, I changed my audio setup and video directly before this call. Can you hear me and see me okay? Just give me a thumbs up in the chat box or a, a hello. Yes. yes, I can see you. Awesome. <laughs> All right, cool. So, so guys... This is going to be a fun one today. We had a, a guest host who was going to be here. And because of the holiday week, she wasn't able to be here. So we're brainstorming yesterday. What do we do? What do we do for the topic? And I thought December is always one of the best months for selling houses. Historically, and I've been in real estate for 18 years, and I can look back at my career and I would say almost every year out of 18 years, I've opened more escrows in December more closings, but that's really more from like November. But I've opened more escrows in, in December than almost any month, which is super bizarre because usually it's the summer in most places or the spring or whatever it is in selling season. Granted, San Diego, where I am, it's not that cyclical, right? We, we have people selling houses all year round. But why am I opening escrows in December? It's not like the the absolute highest month, but it's, it's a pretty good month. And why is that? I started looking at this. So what we're going to do today, I know we only have about eight days left of the year. But if you're working and you're listening to this today, if you're listening to it live with us, I want to give you some tips as to how you can be laser focused and really prepare. But also, if you're listening to this after, right, in the recording later, or maybe it's already 2022 by the time you're listening to this, I want to give you some things to jumpstart your 2022, things that I do every year in December to launch in January, things that I do to open more, more deals now. And the bottom line is, why do we open more deals in December, those of us working? Fran and John, I'm talking to you guys because you're on camera with me. Good morning. Good to see you guys. All right. So here's, here's why I think it is. Ready? I'm going to tell you the secret. Every other realtor is on vacation right now. Do you guys hear that? Every other realtor is on vacation, dude. Whether it's mentally or physically, they have taken off. And a lot of them took off from Thanksgiving through the end of the year. You, you know what? They checked out. And by December, they really checked out. So every year I get leads that come in. And I'll tell you how I get them. You ready? It's out on my phone in front of me. I can't use my visual. All I do, I pick up the phone. It's that simple. If all you do between now and the end of the year, guys, is if a phone, a lead comes in, it could be a call, it could be a text, it could be, if all you do is respond, I almost guarantee you're going to pick up one additional client because no one else is talking to them. If you ask them, they've sent out requests, they've looked at properties and think about the type of buyer. Let's talk about buyers first. Then we'll talk about sellers. Think about the type of buyer that is looking for houses right now. When the rest of the world is hunkered down, right? They're isolating because of the spike in COVID. They're focused on family because it's a wonderful time for family. They're focused on whatever they're focused on. If they're shopping for houses, what does that tell you for their level of motivation? Super high, okay? The buyers that are reaching out to you are not wasting your time. It's not because they don't like their family and they're trying to do something else. It's because they really truly have a strong need motivation. So if all you do is pick up your phone, that's action item number one today, Pick up your phone if you are working. Everything we're going to talk about, if you're on vacation, I want you to guilt-free be on vacation this week, right? When you're off, you're off. Truly, the nice thing about being in real estate is if you are flexible in your life and when you work and don't work, 
the, the downside is you work all the time. The benefit is you get to choose when you work and don't work. So I'm giving you all permission. My therapist told me the other day, he said, you got to give yourself permission sometimes. I don't know if you guys, uh, I often reference my therapist, who's not my wife, by the way, my wife is a therapist, but I have a set, don't don't make your spouse as your therapist. I have a separate person. Then he said, give yourself permission. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean, dude? I don't, I don't even know what you mean. He said, literally, you can talk to yourself and go, you you can step outside. Like I was talking about something with my kiddos, you know, getting stressed and doing something with my kiddos. And he said, just literally give yourself permission, walk walk in the room and talk to yourself and say, I give myself permission to be hundred percent present with my kids, right? The work loop that's going in my mind. Any of you guys raise your hand, others of you on camera, that you ever have loops of things going in your mind, okay? Okay, you have work loops, this deal that's going, this thing you're trying to remember to do, even though you have it written down and it's in your CRM and it's on three other lists, you're still trying to not forget it. It's going in circles in your head. I give you permission if you're going to take time off over the next few days or week, I give you permission to let it go. It will still be there when you come back to it. I promise it will, right? So if you're working, work, and if you're off, truly be off. Um, I did... Uh, appreciate Craig though the other day. Craig was on a call with us. We did our Monday mastermind. And uh, Craig's in the car with his family driving. You were going to Knott's Berry Farm, weren't you, Craig? We were. It, it's funny. So I know, I probably know what you're going to say, <clears throat> but I strategically did that because my kids were kind of fighting. And if I, if I go on a work call, they shut up. So I said, we're going to listen to this for about an hour. <laughs> Dude, I, I wasn't judging you at all. Everyone <laughs> makes your... I, I loved it. I was so happy to see you guys there. And like, your kids are old enough to like, they're taking it in and they're like, they get to learn a little bit about dad's world. You were spending right. the entire rest of the day at Knott's Prairie Farm, right? Hopefully you weren't on your phone all day at Knott's Prairie Farm. You were able to take wow. some time there, but it's, we all make choices. I'm not giving you a hard time. I thought it was awesome to see you guys there. I kept talking. We were on this mastermind call and I kept involving Craig and his wife and his family in the call. Because <laughs> they're, they're literally on Zoom in the car while, while, while they're driving along, but it worked. It was strategic. So back to action items for now. So action item number one, if you are working this week, answer your phone. That's it. Okay. Action item number two, if you want to, why, why I always open more deals in December, clean your desk, write it down, clean your desk. There's a few reasons why. Number one, you have someone's name written on a piece of paper, somewhere on your desk, that's going to do a deal with you. Almost guarantee it. Every time I clean, and maybe my desk is just more of a train wreck than yours, but I doubt it. Every time, but if it's not your desk, it's your office, it's your life. And it could be your metaphorical desk. It could be literally your desk is spotless, but it's your CRM. It's whatever it is, the way you keep yourself that as a busy realtor throughout the months over the years, you just start to stack stuff up. You're like, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get that. And the end of the year is this really cool time where there's this little lull where the world starts to turn inward and we have some time to actually play catch up. And I will guarantee you, if you physically clean your desk or you metaphorically clean your CRM or system, you're going to find one, two, if not 10 names of buyers and sellers that you had forgotten about. They're like, oh, them. And you're going to call them. And I'm a big believer, especially this time of year and things happen at the right time for the right reasons that when you reach out, they're going to be like, oh, thanks for calling. I, I, you know, it's, it was, and, and maybe you'll find one of the 10 that already sold. Bummer. You'll realize you'll it'll be a good learning lesson for next year to stay right on top of it. But I guarantee you'll find at least one person like, I'm so glad you reached out. I've been meaning to talk to you. And that's going to be the perfect person for you to connect with. Anyone ever found that before? You ever do that, right? You're just like, oh, I found their name. And so they called it. It was, they're, they're finally ready to sell. Okay, here's what else I'm doing. I'm teeing up for next year, all of my listings because everyone else is looking to list after the first of the year, but they don't really focus on it. So 
up until like, if I'm going to work literally up until Christmas day, cause I don't work, call people on Christmas day, even the 24th, I'm a little bit like, you know, I, people don't really want to talk business, but like it's still today's the 22nd and heck between Christmas and new year's fair game, man. I don't think the world's going to be offended if you call them on the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th. How many days is that? 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th. That's five days. And maybe you don't want to work on the 26th, the day after Christmas. Fine. You still got four days. And let's say you want to take one of those days off yourself. Three days. What if you spent three days just getting really laser focused with the hottest buyer and seller clients you have and touching base to say, look, the entire world's going to be go time on listings after the first of the year. If we wait until the first to actually get organized, we're going to be playing catch up. What if we get everything dialed in now? So after the first, we can kind of get a scheme for the landscape, but why don't we just get together and chat or jump on Zoom for 30 minutes? What if you took a listing on the 27th? What if you took three listings on the 28th? Every year I'm listing houses between Christmas and New Year's. Does that make sense, guys? That's a really cool magical window. You know, when I take off the first week of January, I don't need to list anything first week of January. What is it? What is it a race? You think buyers are waiting? Like to take off the first week of January is like the time between Christmas and New Year's. No one else is working. Ever, all of our clients are off. They go back to work in January and then we start to go back to work too. Our clients don't want to talk to us. They're busy playing catch up also because they've been off for like two weeks from their jobs. So why not talk to our clients when they're off? Does that make sense, guys? Okay. Clean your desk. Number two. So number one is answer your phone. Number two is clean your desk. And how many of you, as I say, just before I move on to the next one, I just want to say, so we got a Facebook comment here. Uh, oh, and Junkie, he's watching on Facebook. He says, I agree, golden your CRM at this time. Absolutely, Junkie. I truly like that your CRM is metaphorical, right? That's your desk. But how many of you, when I say clean your physical desk, I just started doing it yesterday. It's only halfway done. How many of you start to cringe internally when I say to clean your desk? Or how many of you start to smile and are like, oh, I can see why that's powerful. Okay. <clears throat> Your inner chaos matches your outer chaos. The way you are in one thing is the way you are in everything. There's a few different ways to say this thing, but I heard that one, which always struck me. And some of you guys who have organized desks, this will just go right. This is not for you. Everybody else, listen up. Your inner chaos matches your outer chaos. If you felt like this year was a little bit chaotic, maybe it was your best year ever in real estate. And this, some people had some really good years this year, but even as good as it was, this was a chaotic year with everything going on in the world. Right. Show of hands. Those of you with hands, I'm, everybody should be raising them right now. How many of you think, how many of you think this year was a bit chaotic on a lot of levels? Okay. A year that will probably never be repeated or will be repeated next year. Who knows? I don't know. But who knows what the world's going to be? We have no idea. All I know is when I find that the world outside is more chaotic, I like to look at the things that I actually do have some control over, like my interior physical space. Try it out. This is a really good time. That period between Christmas and years. All right, moving on to next actionable items. This is a new one to me, but some of you might be like, oh, I've been doing this for years. So if you've been doing this for years, we can do a little participation and interaction here. I was told, come up with a word, maybe two words, to be a theme for your next year. Does anyone do this? Anyone pick a word that's like your underlying theme? Some people, they meditate, they pray, they come to a word that comes to them. Sometimes it's just a word they like, right? So, so my, my word for 2022 is faith. Right. And faith means a lot of things, to different people. This is not a sermon. This is just for me, faith in that things happen for a reason and things are going to work out. Okay. I can go a lot deeper than that, but like, isn't that something that I feel like a lot of us could use this year? Going, if you would have known at the beginning of the year, think back to the beginning of 2022, 21, heck, think back to the beginning of 2020. Think about March of 2020 when the world shut down. If I would have told you a year and a half later, you'd be sitting on a zoom call 
and you'd be really comfortable on Zoom because you do them all day long. And I would have told you that you had a great year in the real estate. It was one of the best markets, the market of real estate market I had in 20 years. You would have told me I was nuts, but it happened, right? So regardless of what's going to happen with COVID and variants and housing prices and inventory, we don't know in 2022, but for me, my word is faith. Anyone have any, has anyone been doing this before? Anyone pick a word that that's their, their theme for the year? No? All right. Well, if you like it, take it on. If you want to share your word, go ahead and type in the chat box, come off mute, type in the Facebook comments. Um, it's, you don't have to try it on, but it's, it's just an alternative to a resolution. I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. And does anyone of you guys, are you fans of New Year's resolutions? No, it's, it's weird. I must go in phases because none of my friends are into New Year's resolutions anymore. Uh, I've, I've never been a big fan because I would make them and they'd never work. But if you go for themes, something that you can recenter yourself to and reorient to, um, my, my other, my backup, my backup to faith is, is also being present. That's my other one. But I'm, I think if I, if I focus on, on faith, the, the being present will, will happen automatically. Because the main reason I'm not present is because I'm worried about stuff that's going to happen in the future. I'm worried about stuff that happened in the past. Just saying. All right. Got a couple more bullet points. Fran's word is intentional. I like that, Fran. Intentional. The reason I'm sharing these words out loud, guys, is so you can steal our words if you like them or be inspired to come up with your own words. Right. This is a, this is a, uh, even though it's more agent power, more of a training, I like the little mastermind element to it. Okay. Other quick things of what I do at this time of year to open more deals. And it ties into what Fran just said. Fran didn't even know I was going here. It's that intentionality. I call the word strategic. Strategic. How many of you are taking stock? If you're going to be working during the next week and a half, and hopefully you take a couple of days off, right? I now take off every Friday. It's really fun. Recommend figuring out a schedule that works for you, but I'm really strategic. In case you've never heard me say my normal daily work schedule, I want to tell you what I mean by strategic. On a normal workday, any day during the year, I keep my cell phone in a drawer. I keep a cell phone in a drawer from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning. I keep my phone in the drawer because that's when my kids are getting ready for their day, right? My kids are getting ready for school. I want to be present with them. My phone literally goes in the drawer. If I'm looking at my cell phone, I will touch it. I will want to hold it. You guys seen the Lord of the Rings, right? You know, the, the little go golem with his ring. My precious. I feel like that with my cell phone. So I put it in the drawer so I cannot see it. That's a whole psychological dependency. We won't talk about this morning. Right? I know some of you have felt that too with your cell phone. Oh, my phone. Don't take my phone away. And then at nighttime, Six at night to 8 p.m. at night. My phone also goes in the same drawer because at night, that's when my kids were eating dinner. We're getting ready for bedtime. I got a three and a six-year-old. So it's like that for me is my strategic, intentional plan day to day. And then I take off Fridays and I do a little work on Fridays. I just don't book recurring meetings. I don't have anything I have to do. I go for a walk on the beach. And that's, and that's my, my normal schedule. During this time, during the holidays, I may take off, right? Christmas day. I'm not going to actually leave in tomorrow. We're going up to the mountains. So I'll be gone for a few days and I'll literally be in off grid and won't have a phone with me. But that's my strategic thing that when I come back on the 27th, 28th, 29th, I have some very specific intentional things I'm doing. I'm not just waking up and going like, yeah, it's another work day. Like I'm using that time to be so laser focused because to me, if I'm going to choose to work instead of being with family and friends, I better be very, very specific with what I do with my time. Here's a visual what I want to give to you guys for this. Picture you had limited money in a bank account. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the amount of numbers and seconds and things like that, because it doesn't matter. You could calculate the seconds in three days if you want to do that, but picture you have limited money in a bank account and that was all you had to spend, but you had to 
do this thing that was really important to you, you had a budget for an event or something, would you be really careful how you spend that money? Or would you just like start being like, ah, I'm just gonna buy a bunch of stuff. And you're like, ah, we ran out of money. Now we don't have any food or drinks. Now we have an event because we spent all our money on paper plates. Oops. This is how some of y'all are spending your time. I'm not judging you. I do the same thing, but I'm saying, especially during December, especially when there's such a high trade-off, because if you are still going to work this week and not be with friends and family, then really, really be conscious of your time. And that being strategic with your time will lay the foundation for what's going to launch you into January in 2022. All right. All right. I got to go back and read some of these words because they're popping in the chat box. And then we'll we'll finish up here with uh, some things we do for early January. All right. My word theme is challenge you. I like that, Lisa. Lisa's word is challenge. John John Williams is a, I, fa- I always have to say your full name, John. John Eric Williams. John Eric Williams, his, uh, his words are vision, focus, positivity are the words he's considering. I like it. And if you're considering multiple words, just, that's what I was doing. I was like, how do I pick a word? I don't know, right? It doesn't matter what you pick. You could pick three if, it, if that works for you. You want it to be simple enough that it resonates with you. So I was going back and forth on being present and faith. And when I finally realized I kept being drawn, just listen to your, that, listen to your feeling. That makes any sense. I'm patting my chest. If you're listening to the audio recording later, patting my chest, listen to the feeling that's going to call you somewhere. When you quiet down the chaos in your mind, there's an inner voice that you will hear. You may not consciously hear it, but you will be able to feel it. And the more you pay attention to that voice, you will start to develop that sense of intuition. It will guide you where you need to go. It will. And so wherever you're drawn to, Eric, of the John, John, sorry, Eric, I said, so the, the, Lisa said, nice, John, Eric. But now we're all calling you various names, John. We got John, Eric Williams, John, Eric, John. All right. Anyway, Eric, John, when you quiet, when you quiet down, you're going to figure out which one of those words is the one you're drawn to. And maybe that's the one that guides you to all the other ones. Right. I don't know. Or maybe you do need all three. You just want it simple enough that you can pull it out of your pocket, either physically written down or metaphorically pull it out of your pocket when times get tough, when you lose focus, when you're ready to run, bring back to, that's why it's such a simple, powerful concept. You guys liking this so far? Those of you on camera? All right, cool. So let's talk about loading up for January. What are we going to do to load up for January? So this is such a simple thing. I talk about it often when I do these calls, but I'll see how many of you guys are doing it. And maybe you've never heard me say it, so I'm not judging, just curious. How many of you have a list of clients buyers and sellers in your pocket, physically written out on a piece of paper that you can pull out right now and be like, here's my clients. Anybody? No. Okay. This is the simplest challenge and my wallet's not in my pocket, but I do have another list I could grab. So I have my list of, of clients. I'm really not focused. I mean, I'm still selling, selling some houses, but I'm more focused on growing an organization these days. So I have my list of uh, people that I'm, I'm working on to include in our organization. I carry it with me at all times. Just like for you guys who are working with uh, buyers and sellers, I want you guys to be able to pull that piece of paper out of your pocket. And if it's something you've never done and you think it's super weird, maybe we try this out as a new habit just for a week. For the last week of December, maybe try it out into the first week of January. But as you are cleaning your desk, when you recopy them over to a new list, they're probably in a CRM right now. I'm sure Craig has them in a CRM. I'm sure he could click a button and see them all. I have found that no matter how techy and organized I am, there's something different between having them in a CRM and having them on a physical written piece of paper. And my piece of paper gets folded up into my pocket and I carry it with me, right? And I carry it with me. And so this list, as you clean your desk and you get your people, this is going to help you generate more business in January, February, first quarter than almost anything else I've ever done because it keeps these people top of mind. 
right? When you, every time you stick your hand in your pocket, you feel this piece of paper and you pull it out. Like I don't put it in my wallet. I literally, and if it gets all folded up and messy, I recopy it again. Because every time you recopy it, you're cementing these people are important in your brain. You're thinking about ways that like, let's say there's, let me give you a weird example going down a rabbit hole. Let's say one of these people on your list of potential sellers you've been following up with for three, six months, a year. You guys all have sellers you've been following up with for a long time who are getting ready to sell. You guys hopefully have a pipeline. If not, this is how we start building the pipeline, right? Because you're they always say the money's in the follow-up. So once you get someone's name there and you start to get to know who they are, maybe you've never met them. They were just a random house evaluation lead. They want to know what their house is worth. You've been emailing and talking to them for over a year. You become friends with them. They're finally hopefully getting closer to sell. You know they're really into rabbits. I'm just making this up. I don't have a client of this. They're really into rabbits. And every time you pull the pocket, you see their name and you just remember that in your mind and you start to develop this idea of, you know, okay, so you're going around and suddenly you see like a rabbit costume contest. I don't know something. I'm just making something random up and you see it, but your brain's going to connect the dots to this client who's been on your list for a while that, you know, they like rabbits. You see the costume contest, you take a screenshot or you take it or you, you forward it from Facebook and you go, Hey, just saw this cool thing about rabbits. Do you see this thing? There's nothing to do with selling, but this is how I've been able to do this thing in my brain to connect the dots, to make follow-up really easy and fun. And it's using our reticular activator system. Hopefully most of you know that word, the reticular activator system. It's a really fancy way to say your brain pays attention to the stuff that's important to it. You guys have heard the example. I'm hoping if not, I'll give you a quick example of buying a new car. Anyone buy a new car lately? Let's have someone come up and meet if they've been shopping for a car in the last five years. Anyone buy a car in the last five years? Perfect. Craig, if I go five years back, someone must have bought a car. Craig, what, what car did you buy in the last five years? Uh, well, I bought several in five years, but... Uh, <laughs> pick pick most, one. Pick one. The most recent one was my Audi. Your Audi. Okay. And when you were starting to shop for an Audi, did you know you wanted to buy an Audi or did you like kind of research and how did, how did you come upon an Audi? Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I, I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to buy. So I was kind of poking around different, different makes and models. Yep. And, and once you kind of stumbled on, on the Audi... Did you, did you buy it like the day you decided, or was there a period of time where you're like, ah, kind of thinking about the Audi, kind of thinking about the Audi and before you actually bought it? Yeah, no, there was, there was a period of time. I don't, I don't buy things off of motion. So I, I wait for the deals right to uh, pull the trigger. So it, it, it took probably a month or so. I love it. Okay. So in that month when you're like, I'm thinking I'm going to buy an Audi and you're just kind of waiting. Did you notice a lot of other, other Audis like that on the road around you? I sure did. And, and isn't it interesting that they had probably been there the whole time, but three months earlier, were you noticing the Audis? No. Okay. Did they suddenly magically appear in your world? And you're like, Oh dude, like all these other people just bought Audis No, Right. No, they're always there. I just wasn't aware. Right. So do you see how this ties into your prospect list? Yes. How your prospects into so, so Craig's an amazing team leader and Craig does this naturally. He's one of the best relationship builders I know, but he's got team agents that might not intuitively do the same thing he does. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. He's got a pretty good team, but this is this thing, um, friend, reticular activator. I believe it's spelled R A. Now, R, someone can Google it. R A T I C U L reticular activator. Anyway, okay, can, fine. I didn't pass spelling. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't pass it either. I, that's why I'm just, that's why I can't, I, I need to Google everything. Anyway, reticular activator. Someone can look it up and type into the chat box or Brent, if you're editing this, you can write it on the screen. We'll make it look like Sesame street reticular activator. Lisa, make a note in the time code. We'll put, we'll put it on the clip there. Reticular activator. All right, cool. Um, but this is important because your clients will start to become top of mind when you write them down on a piece of paper 
when you put them on a piece of paper and their interests will also start to become top of mind. And when you share an interest with your client, you don't have to care about the same things they care about. You just have to be aware of and care that they care about them. There's a really big difference there. I work with a lot of clients that like to do a lot of things that I don't do. Yet we share a common interest because I'm excited that they like them. Like Craig loves going out to the desert. Craig, is the desert your happy place? It really is the desert and the river. If I could just have a house at both and just never do anything again, I'd be, I'd be swell. Cool. And we're working on that. All right. So I have actually grown to love the desert and the river. They Craig and, and his partner, Don, and some other folks of, uh, you know, River Davis and Stacy have helped open my eyes to, to the river and how cool it is out in Havasu. That's a, when we talk the river, by the way, in California, we're talking Lake Havasu is the, the river. Um, but, uh, I was never one of those guys, but I always appreciated that Craig and Don Nari love the desert so much and love the river. And I would get excited about their quads and ATVs. And so like when we talked about it, I mean, did you know, Craig, that I was not a big desert guy? Um, I'm not sure specifically, but I mean, I would assume that you were not a desert guy. You would assume I were not, but it didn't matter to you, right? Because every time we talk about it, I get excited. And I want you to tell me stories because I was... Cr- you were so lit up. I wanted to know about your life. Sure. Yeah. And it's genuine and it's authentic guys. This is when you share an energetic space with your clients like that. And I'm Craig's not my client. We're friends. We're business partners. Right. But like just with people in your world, that's what creates that connection. So as you're trying to launch into January, think about the three things we just laid out. It's a really simple plan. Answer your phone. Cause that'll show you who's getting ready and who's already ready. Clean your desk your physical desk and your CRM to get organized and then keep them foremost in front of you, put them on a list and then pay attention to what they're interested in and get that particular activating system. The RAS as Craig put in the, in the, uh, the chat box, by the way, it is R E T I C U L A R. I love it. There you go. Thank you. Google for, and John Eric and, and, uh, and Craig for Googling it. Um, that, or maybe they know how to spell it anyway, Fran, they're just better spellers than us, but that's it guys. When you combine those three things together, do you see how this is going to launch you for January? And it might even help you open a couple more deals in December. Imagine, guys, what would your life look like if you opened up another escrow before the end of the year? Imagine if you opened up two more deals before the end of the year. How would that feel? I don't see smiles on your faces. Wouldn't that feel good? Do you not believe it's possible? You easily could go up and up. This market's so hot right now. Dude, you could easily go up, up, open up an escrow or two before the end of the year. And what if you don't hit the magic date of December 31st before you open two escrows? What if you open them up the first week of January? Would that be okay too? Mm. Right? What if you start the year with two, three deals in the first year? That's all I wanted to leave you with you guys was some actual tips and the belief that this is doable. This is truly one of the best real estate markets we've ever seen. And we're all lucky. I am grateful. I feel very blessed to be in this industry. Craig, you got anything before we wrap up? No, I, I would just say, I mean, I, I think it was on a call this week or maybe another uh, another mastermind talking about how much this business is mindset and, you know, the magic of believing. There's actually a book called The Magic of Believing. And this entire week, my plan was to get caught up on things. So I'm going to be out of town uh, as of tomorrow through end of the year. And someone challenged me to take a couple listings this week. I said, I'm not looking to, I don't want to. Long story short, I set two listing appointments at Knott's Berry Farm on Monday. Another one yesterday. I've gone on two. No, I've gone on one. I'm going on one today, one tomorrow. I've already taken one, verbally taken the other, and I'm pretty damn certain I'm going to take the third one. 
I had no intentions of doing it whatsoever, other than the fact I changed my mindset and said, I'm going to take some lessons. How did I love that? And then if you want to take off the first week of January, take off January. You already took some yeah. listings and then take off some days in January. But it's, 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 it's crazy what you focus on expands. And like, again, I had zero intention of actually doing more work. I just wanted to get the I's dotted and T's crossed and go on vacation. And I said, well, I mean, why not? Let's try it. You know, because, because the, the, the conversation was no one's, Everyone that was looking to list has either had a conversation about listing, at, you know, first of the year or has already listed. No one's looking to list three days before Christmas. And I took two phone calls in one day and one the next. <laughs> and they don't have to hit the market before Christmas. You can put them on the market after Christmas. No, and right. And they're all going to go on the market first of the year. But right, the but point was like, this is like brand now. This was brand new business. This is not something I was cultivating. This popped out of the freaking sky. But dude, they're listing and we're going to wrap it up right here, but they're listing now guys. No one wants to have his dangling out of their head until after Christmas. They're ready to list and be done with it. Hire the agent. It'll hit the market after, after the new year, but now they've got it done and they can go have their Christmas day or new year's day. And the, and the, your clients can be more relaxed as well. It's better for them too. It's better for everybody. All right, I'm going to read a quote that Lisa put in the chat box here to wrap it up. And then Autumn, we got some music ready. Um, and guys, we are doing, we're doing a call tomorrow, I believe is our, we're doing a call tomorrow, right, Lisa? It's our last one of the, uh, yep, I'm hosting that one uh, with uh, on predictive analytics. We're doing one more agent power huddle um, for, for tomorrow. Uh, sees, oh, and then we do one Friday as well. We're doing, we're doing calls all this week. Asian power huddle all this week. Here's a quote. This is about the theme word of the year. It, the theme word of the year, it provides an anchor and encourages you to consciously and subconsciously consider this focus word when making decisions, right? What you want more of and what you want less of in your life. It's exactly what Craig just said, what you focus on expands. So guys, think about what you want more of and what you want less of in your life. Thank you for being here. Grateful to see you all guys. Enjoy your day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.